Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview. Good day and welcome to the big issue. This week, I'm joined by football expert Kurt Buckerfield to discuss the tragedy that is currently going on in Ukraine. With Russia beginning an invasion last week, we wanted to look into how this has affected football all around the world. As we all know, what the people of Ukraine are currently experiencing is an extreme issue with human rights being abused and serious war crimes being committed. We do not want to take away the seriousness of this issue. We want to look into what could be a small drop in a large ocean of problems. I'm with the expert himself, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. How are you, sir? I'm good, Sean. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Uh, not as good as what is happening around the world. Um, today, we're going to have a take, uh, take an in-depth look at um, you know how Ukrainian or how the Ukraine's invasion has affected the football around the world. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, we could talk for days on this. Um, you know, Kurt, I've, I've got lots of things written down. Um, you know, in a nutshell, you know. Uh, sponsors pulling out, um, owners selling teams, uh, FIFA condemnations, Champions League movements. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Good. I really want to start with this. This is just, uh, it's its so sad on every single level, not just the football level. But uh, um, let's start with what's, what's happening at Chelsea. I mean, uh, so Roman Abramovich, he's been sanctioned apparently by um, UK government. He's now said that Chelsea is for sale. Um, is this a sort of red flag? Is this sort of little snake peeping its head? What's happening there? Yeah, so it looks like um, he is he's come under massive pressure in recent days uh, from the UK government and I think mm. from people within Chelsea. So his first move was to hand over stewardship and control of the club. Um, but amid you know increasing pressure, he has now announced that the club is up for sale. Um, and there are ready people lined up to, to buy the club. I think I read something this week that um, co-owner of the LA Dodgers um, oh, wow. is interested in, um, in buying Chelsea uh, in a consortium in which um, a Swiss billionaire is involved. So um, there will be people looking to, to buy the club. Of course, that's going to have a massive impact on Chelsea because, look, while he has or allegedly has ties to Vladimir Putin, um, mm. You know, he has been a very successful owner. And I think Chelsea have, since his takeover in 2003, have won um, the most trophies, uh, more than any other English club. So he has been very successful as an owner, but it's it's understandable why people within the club and the UK government are now concerned about his influence, um, especially because of those alleged ties to Putin. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but, you know, we've seen this now all over Europe. Manchester United cancelled a £40 million sponsorship with a Russian airline um, this week. Yes. Everton have cut ties with a Russian oligarch by the name of Alisher Uzmanov. Um, they have cancelled all of their sponsorships with other Russian businesses. So this is something that we're going to st uh, start seeing more of. Um, and it's yes. really no surprise. Obviously, you know, what's happening over in Ukraine is terrifying. And the consequences of, of this invasion are already being seen, um, and, you know, in wider political and economic um, situations. But, um, of course, in football, um, we are seeing action taken. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just to go back on uh, Chelsea Quick Sticks, um, 
you know, uh, Bramovich eyes a four billion pound sale. Um, he's currently owed 1.5 billion in debt by Chelsea, so nothing less than a two billion pound offer will be looked at. And he said he's willing to write off the debt and all proceeds go to um, into a charity which is now going to fund the Ukrainian uh, outcry. Um, it's it's all very, I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, yes. What's your, what's, your, <laughs> what's your feeling on that? For me, that's a weird one. A very yeah. weird one because, um, you know, he is Russian and uh, is said to have, you know, done business or dealings with Putin in the past. So yeah. it is weird that he would take that step. I don't know what that does for his, with his relationship, um, for his relationship with Putin mm. um, and whether that is just to sort of placate, um, yes. whether that's just to make Chelsea fans feel better about the situation, better yeah. about him. Um, so I'm not really sure what to make of that one, uh, if mm. I'm completely honest with you. But um, yeah, in his statement, he, he sort of acknowledged for the first time that um, he will be doing something for the Russian people, I mean, for the Ukrainian people. Mm. Um, but I, I don't really know how much um, control or influence he is actually going to have on that charity that he has told his team to set up. You know, I don't know how much he is actually going to be involved. Sure. Um, so that's obviously been been called into question. Um, but no, very interesting move. Um, but I think the right one. I think that if you're a Chelsea fan um, or if you're a, a football fan um, and, and this kind of stuff is going on in the world, you don't really want those running your club to be associated with that kind of uh, terror, really. So yeah, um, exactly. it's expected. I think it's expected. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. It's really, really crazy. I think it's a, it's a cliche to to say, well, in 2022, this is still happening, but it, it's shocking and, and terrifying that this is happening in today's um, modern world, you know? Absolutely frightening. I mean, he, he has been strictly forbidden in entering the UK uh, for a good few months now. So um, I think, like you said, Kurt, it was the obvious choice. Um, you know, FIFA have come out now um, condemning any sort of forced tactics Russia are out of the World Cup. They are eliminated yep. from any FIFA and UEFA competitions until further notice. Yes, so the initial plan, FIFA's initial plan, was to sort of propose or impose sanctions um, of a temporary ban on, on Russia's name, flag and national anthem. So wow. technically it would have still been Russia playing at the World Cup, but just not under the name of Russia. Um, but there was outcry after that decision. Um, and a whole bunch of nations came out to say that we refuse to play Russia. Um, yes. A lot of teams sort of put their their neck on the line when they said we we won't actually participate at the World Cup if we have to play against Russia. So then FIFA reacted by indefinitely suspending them from all international tournaments, all clubs from FIFA and UEFA competitions until further notice. Wow. So the implications of what's going on right now is you know massive, um, and it, I kind of feel for. Russian footballers who aren't pro-Russia or aren't pro this war yes. um, because they are having to suffer the consequences of something that they don't really have any involvement in. Yes. Um, well, so that's, it, that's Russian people in general, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, that's that's been like sort of the idea um, from, from world leaders. Uh, they are trying to sort of uh, cripple Russia economically um, in, in the hopes that you know, this leaves them in a situation where they can't really come back from. Again, it's just crazy that we are talking about this in 2022, but yeah, that's uh, the unfortunate reality of, of what's going on right now.
So sad. I mean, just to stay on the UEFA competitions. Um, so Spartak Moscow have also been banned from the Champions League, I believe. Yes. Um, and I think it was they released a statement on Twitter this week saying that it's unfortunate and um, the footballing world should be looking to, um, you know, keep these relationships strong instead of burn bridges, which was, of course, uh, an interesting choice of words because <laughs> bridges are quite burnt. literally being burnt yeah. in Ukraine right now. So, um, yeah, uh, again, it's no surprise that this is the action that has been taken. I don't really know where this ends. I don't know how this ends. Um, I, I believe that Russia and Ukraine were supp supposed to hold peace talks um, along with Belarus at the Belarusian border, but we don't really know what is going to come of that. Um, and again, I just don't see how this ends um, because from what I've read, you know, the situation has grown to be more intense in Ukraine. Um, you know, the bombings and killings of innocent civilians. Um, and what, of course, we're also seeing on loads of, of Ukrainian people willing to defend their country and fight for the country. We're seeing like high profile celebrities um, picking up guns and wearing armor and, and trying to get involved. Vladimir Klitschko, who is the mayor of Kiev, of course, the mm. former world champion boxer. Um, was recently on television saying how he and his men killed six people uh, two nights ago or something like that. So what? it's really bizarre. No, no, it's really, really bizarre. Defending Ukraine, of course. Yeah. It, it, it's quite surreal. Oh, and, and here we are sitting in your garden in my office and just talking about it. We kind of feel a little bit guilty. Um, it's a weird one. I just want to stay on the, on the UEFA competitions a little bit. So... Also, the Champions League final has now been moved to France, I believe it was in St. Petersburg, is that correct? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Sure, I mean, that's just... <laughs> you, you, so, uh, Putin, I don't think, thought this through. I mean, it's it's absolutely catastrophic on all levels, and all sports, and all business, and all... Um, you've seen what's happening now in, in terms of these, these oligarchs that can't get their money out of Russia now that are just piling it into Bitcoin and, and, uh, and all these sorts of crypto stuff as well. Um, now, because of Putin's actions, the Ukrainian Premier League has been suspended until further notice, I believe, which is obviously an, an, an obvious choice. But I think if you dive a little bit deeper, Kurt, you go into, um, let's say, Ukrainian players playing outside of Ukraine. Um, there's mm. a couple in the Premier League, and what that does for their mental state, there's been a, a couple that have been put on leave. Um, there's been a, a few that have broken down in training because they can't access their family or their parents or their loved ones. It's just crazy. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you saw recently, but um, before Manchester City and Everton's game, um, the Everton left back, his name now escapes me. Um, something Milenko and Zinchenko, obviously the City player, mm. they sort of had this big warm embrace before the game. They were both in oh. tears um, when, uh, you know, Ukrainian flags were held aloft at the stadium, they were crying and it was this big emotional moment. So, yeah, on one hand, of course, this is horrible, but to see the show of support for Ukraine has been pretty heartwarming. Um, yes. Zinchenko was made captain um, in, in City's recent FA Cup win. Yes. Um, Yaromchuk, who plays for Benfica in Portugal, I same thing. That. He came I on as a that. substitute and was was given the captain's armband he to started a started crying. Is he huge a... applause, yeah, and he was crying. Oh. I mean, super, super hectic. Sad, um, but but very heartwarming. Um, it, it, it feels like the rest of the world, you know, outside of Russia, um, 
are all in agreement that this is horrible and this shouldn't be happening. Oh. But like you just said now, Putin, uh, you know, you said he he hasn't really thought this through, but I just think that he might not care about the consequences. Um, and if you look into why this is happening, or at least why they have taken this course of action, um, you know, Putin is, is framing this as if they are doing good for Russia because they they believe. And so in 2014, um, their former, Ukraine's former president was sort of booted out of office after mass protests. He was pro-Russian and he had a good relationship with Putin and Russia. Um, and since then, there's, this, there's, there's been this idea or propaganda that Ukraine are being run by extremists and by Nazis. Um, and that's why they are moving in. Or at least that's that's what they are telling the rest of the world. The reason for them moving in is um, they are trying to defend their country. Um, Russia, uh, Ukraine recently aligned themselves with NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is like a part of the West's defensive military alliance. Yeah. And uh, Russia have always opposed that. They've said, if you go that route, there will be consequences. So they believe that they are defending Russia. Um, I, I don't really know if Putin actually believes that, but that's the way he is framing it. Um, they are trying to protect Russia. They're trying to protect, protect like broader Ukraine from being overrun by these Nazi extremists, which, of course, um, most people don't believe. Most people believe that that isn't actually happening and that Putin just wants more control and wants to split the country um, and then move in and take back parts of Ukraine that Russia once had control of. So. It is very, very complicated, and I don't understand it all, and I won't pretend mm. to understand it all. Um, Sounds like you do. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I've just been doing some reading um, yeah. <laughs> in preparation for this. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, horrible, terrifying. Yeah, it's shocking. And, and don't forget about the, the foreign players that are playing in the Ukrainian league. Uh, yeah, who, terrifying who, who for them. Who make a living... Um, through this game, who now theoretically have no job. Yeah. And um, there was a kind of crazy, I don't know if you saw the, all the Brazilian players that were playing in the league that came together and they did a, a big video for the Brazilian government to help them because there's no fuel now in Ukraine, so they just couldn't get to the airport, the borders are closed. Um, and they're literally just stuck with their kids um, and their families. And it's just. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. So uh, I don't know if you read, but former uh, the, the former Roma manager, Paolo Fonseca, was in Kiev. He has a Ukrainian wife and kid. And he managed to escape in a 15-seater minivan um, last week, which is, I mean, when you think about that, it's just, it's just crazy. Last year, he was coaching Roma um, in Syria, <laughs> and this year, he is trying to escape from a war-torn Ukraine. Um, another coach who, he works for a Moldovan side, um, Sheriff Tiraspol, who actually beat Real Madrid in the Champions League yes, earlier this season. Team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He joined the fight against Russia. Um, so he is armed up and in Ukraine. You're defend- me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pictures shared all over social media. Um, so, yeah, people are getting involved. Two footballers, unfortunately, two Ukrainian footballers died this week um, in combat. Professional players, yeah. Professional footballers, yeah. One was a, a reserve team player um, and another was playing senior team football. Um, but no, it, it, again, just completely surreal and it leaves me at a, a loss for words, really. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know what's going to come over this, Kurt. I hope we don't have to keep on speaking about this in the weeks to come on our podcast. 
I really don't. So I hope everything gets sorted quickly. Is, is there anything you want to add to this? Um, you know, any, any changes you hope to see in the next few weeks or anything we should be keeping our eye on before we close up? Obviously, I, I wish this all stopped. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have anything more to add, um, mm. but that I hope that all of this ends very soon. It's, it's a tragedy. It's a human tragedy. I think over 400 people have been killed. I think maybe even far more than that um, by the time this podcast comes out. So I hope it all ends very, very soon. Um, It's super unfortunate. And um, I hope that Russia are met with even more serious and more damaging consequences um, going forward. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if you've seen Shawshank Redemption. At the end, they talk about hope and how hope is a good thing. even the best of things and no good thing ever dies. So let's hope that uh, everything you have said comes to fruition. And um, yeah, Kurt, Kurt, history teacher, Buckerfield. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thank you so much. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview.